The Mel Gedroich Podcast. Hey, it's Mel G, and this week on our little podcast, we shall be very much backstage in the glittering heart of London's West End at the Gilgood Theatre, uh, behind the scenes of the show Company. It's exciting. It's an, it's an outside broadcast. If you like that, then do have a listen to us every Saturday lunchtime from one on Magic. There will be more excellent chat and some great songs thrown in for good measure. Here are one of my favourite people in the whole wide world. It's the owner of Mr Lasagna, Paula. No, Bush! <laughs> hey. hey! Bushy, now, am I right in thinking, win it as in Winnet Street, I, th- I think a Winnet is something that attaches itself to a sheep's behind. Do you know what? I studied that for biology A-level. You're joking. I had to have the entire life cycle of a Winnet, or a, is it a fluke? <laughs> is it what it called or something like that? Hang on. Are you actually serious? Honest to God, I, at one point in my life, I knew the anatomy of a lobster and a crab, <laughs> uh, the life cycle of a liver <laughs> thing for, uh, from sheep, and the life cycle of a fern. Why did you make a sort of hand they curl gesture up. They curl. like that? Oh, oh they curl. Well, they curl up at the do. end, yeah, but I can't remember anything. Just little bits here and there. It's going to come up in a pub quiz at some point. But Is a win it a kind of joke word for what we're talking about? Which is, let's be honest, it's a bit of matter stuck onto the back of a sheep's... Oh, you mean like a clagging of Is things? that right? Like a dangleberry. A dangleberry. Is a win it a dangleberry? I think it might be. Uh, oh, watch out for me, win it's... <laughs> Something like that. I can't believe you did the life cycle of a win it, mate. I, I thought that might have been it. Yeah. I'd like you to come in to the stage door, uh, through the stage door. Yeah. Uh, on your right, you'll see the little booth uh, where Tish or Paddy often reside. They're absolutely marvellous. And what's her job? Is she to stop people trying to get in for autographs and stuff? Yeah. Is that what happens? Yeah. Do people hang out round here asking for autographs at the end then when you come yeah. out? Yeah. And look, you'll see to your right, there are some uh, kind of barriers. Yeah. That is uh, because of Patty Lupone. Is it really? Yep, those are the Lupone barriers. Luponiacs. Luponiacs. The Luponiacs come <laughs> and try and basically touch her and stroke her. <laughs> the barriers are to stop that happening. She's very, very gracious. She does some lovely autographing and then off she sweeps into the night. And she get like taken away by a, a cab like in by a the, minder. the Apprentice or something like that? Yes, by a minder. Wow. And she often goes on to somewhere else to continue the party because she is... The spirit, A, of company, the show, and B, of New York, and also of Winnet Street. Why, I'm Perry Lapone. Come along now. Let's go through and uh, we'll see what delights await inside. Bush, it's lovely to be with you inside the theatre. It's lovely. Gilgood. Yeah, it's lovely to come to your place of work. Thanks so much. It's like a bring your idiot friend to work day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very pleased to announce that Bush is wearing a luxuriant white toweling dressing gown embossed with the logo Company, which is our show. Amazing. It's quite nice. It's a good feeling, isn't You've got it? Mer- is this merch? This is a bit of merch, mate. This is, a me- this is so good. I feel like a lotto winner. Now, uh, listen up. We're going to go into the dressing room. Can't wait for right this now. Bit. Yes. Uh, it's a very special dressing room up on the second floor, mm-hmm. uh, which I share with uh, two people, Daisy and Jen. Are there secrets of the trade in there before we go in? Secrets of the trade? Oh, what do you mean? You know, like secret balms and lotions that you apply to yourself. There so. might well be a little bit of that. Love I would it. say it's hypochondriac heaven in there. <laughs> there is every kind of plaster slash band-aid slash unguent slash uh, pill slash tablet slash powder 
yeah. that you care to mention? Well, I'm a big old hypochondriac, so I might try and shop around for some new stuff. What's the matter with you, mate? Well, everything. I feel like I am oh. tired all the time. Oh, matey. I've got a sore lower back. When I, when I stand and watch a gig, my calves hurt. Oh, no. I know. Is that a sign of, of advancing into middle age? I think it might be. Do you know what you need, Bush? Is uh, one of those uh, walking sticks which <laughs> open out at the top into two flaps and you sit on it. Oh, I've seen walkers do this. Yeah, as if you're, in a, if you're in a sort of country show. So if I was watching Snow Patrol, would it be okay to open up the walking stick and sit down for a bit? <sighs> I think more like the Stranglers. Okay, fair enough. That kind of age group. I'll give it a go. We do have a lovely lady, Lucy, uh, who occasionally comes around and ministers an injection. Does she now? Of hardcore vitamins. Wow, um, does that make you feel better? Have you had this yeah. injection? Yeah, it's really, really good. What colour is it in the actual vial? It's a bit like Ribena. Really? Yeah. And is she legit? Or where do you find her? Like, in, was her card in a phone box? She... <laughs> you feeling she... down? <laughs> she did come. She did come via a friend of a friend. Uh-oh. Uh, but she seemed very lovely. And she used not one needle for all of us, but a separate needle, which was, which was a relief. Oh, that's good. Which was good. And uh, she shoots some extraordinary vitamins... It's called a B12 injection. Wow. I think you can get them on on various uh, doctor's rosters. And it sort of does make you feel a bit like Goliath for about two weeks. Really? Because you've, I mean, you've not been off ill for ages. You've had a real good run, haven't you? Oh, Touchwood, my darling. Oh, yeah, Touchwood, of course. Touchwood, my loves. May Vanessa Redgrave be with us at this point. (laughs) No, uh, we've done over 50 shows now on this musical. 50 in the bag. Yeah, I think we've done 52. And uh, we've had... Up to this point, very little sickness. Get me down for B12. Put me, sign me up. Yeah. Yes. Have you had a flu jab? No. We'll get that sorted as well. <laughs> this is like a checkup. <laughs> We're both wearing dressing gowns, and I've signed up for two injections. I want to do that thing on your <laughs> knee where the knee flips up, and <laughs> you know with the little hammer. A little hammer. Really want to do that. <laughs> uh, good. It's Mel G on Magic from the Gill Good Theatre. Oh, it's lovely to be doing an outside broadcast, isn't it, Bush? It is. It really is. Oh, we've got more great music coming up. Always. See you in the dressing room after this. Bush, welcome to my second home. This is the dressing room, uh, wow. the the sacred dressing room. Uh, I like to think that sort of you know Sue Pollard once. <laughs> Once had this dressing room. There must have been over the years, because it's quite an old theatre, the Gilgoods. Oh, yeah. There must have been some all sorts in this dressing room over the years. Imagine. All sorts of behaviour gone on in here as well. Listen, Pat Hodge, Flick Kendall, Penny Keith, all the greats. All the greats Paddy in here. Paddy Mower. <laughs> and who do you share this dressing room with? To my left is Daisy. She's very, very lovely and very, very good. Yeah. She plays Susan uh, and also the priest and a dancer and Lady in Red Wig in TikTok, uh-huh. uh, and just many other things in the show. And how do you know when it's each person's time to come on? Do you get, like, a little light? Got That's a, little a very light. good question. No, we don't get a light. No. There's, to be honest, there's no time in this show to come back to the dressing room. Oh, so you don't come back in here during no, when it's on? we're always just hanging out in the wings. Oh, and sorry, who's the other person then here? On my right is Jen. She is also absolutely extraordinary. She's our dance captain. Is she? Captain of the dance. So she keeps an eye on all our dance manoeuvres, and if they're a bit rogue or a little bit, as in my case, a little bit below par, okay. she'll have a quiet word. She'll speak to you or she dob you in to the powers that be? She will speak to me. 
she'll take me aside and say, look... A little bit slow on t- yeah. uh, step seven there, yeah. Mel. That bit when you put the chair down, could you possibly put it further out from the table by about another inch? Hated the way you put the chair down back there. Exactly. Just do it better or get off the team. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Tough, exactly. tough love. I think they yeah. call it tough love. And she has to do the warm-up every night. So we go down to the stage at 6.15. We do a physical and vocal warm-up. Really? And Jen, as the dance captain... Uh, is, is the leader of the warm-up. Now, I can see from... The, the most amazing thing about this, you can see everyone's kind of table of stuff. And you mentioned earlier on that it was like a, a hypochondriac's paradise. Absolutely. You're not wrong. Just some of the remedies of things I can see around. We've got uh, mucus cough max on the left there. <laughs> oh, uh, phlegm's been a big problem on this show. This seems to be. Everyone's got their own phlegm-based yeah. yeah. ailment. I've uh, got thing. liquid iron. I take a liquid iron every day. Is that your liquid day? iron up yeah. there? Liquid iron, spartone every day. Uh, Would you on... mix that in with something? What is that? I just what like form? taking it straight from the pack. <laughs> Like that, that powder that crackles on your tongue. Yes! <laughs> I'm really hardcore. I just whip it open and knock it, excuse me, knock it back. What's old timers? Old timers. Oh, what this. are old timers, man? Oh, my days. Right, this is my lucky thing that I have to do before the show. Is that a sweet from the 1920s? It's, do you know what it is? It's from Holland, present day Holland. Nina, who does my wig, she's amazing. She's yeah. Dutch. Uh, she went back to Amsterdam. Uh, brought me a pack of this. It's, oh, thanks. Salted licorice. Wow. And this is good for, for what? Everything. Really? It's really good for uh, the morale and also very good for your blood. I'll try them now. Old timer. I have to have. It's, it's, it's salty. Oh, that's quite sour, isn't it? Isn't that lovely? Mm. Are you liking that? I am. I was ne- never a big fan of licorice at school. But I like the one where you could get to dip it into the powder. So if I could dip it into your Spartone liquid iron... I'm sure that would be possible. And then a lovely way to enjoy it. There's many a powder that lurks inside this theatre. Um, but that's good, isn't it? Old-timers. It's from Holland. It's a Dutch, special Dutch licorice with yes. salt. Yes, it makes me feel a lot more fun and want to dance. Let's go. Let's go. It's very apt that we have this accent and wearing just dressing gowns right now. <laughs> Uh, listen, oh, it's good, isn't it? Do you like How it? How long do these last to the nearest hour? Um, Mine's still the same size as it was when I first started chewing it. This is the lovely thing about these. Mm-hmm. Put one in, half an hour later, still pretty much intact. A little bit like spitting tobacco from Dukes of Hazard. Isn't it? It is a little bit. Oh, but when you really, when your teeth really start to yeah. get the purchase on it, uh-huh. are you enjoying? Will I end up with black teeth at the end? Probably. Okay. Um, listen, should we have a bit more music, Yeah. Um, a longer song would be good. Just get yeah. re- work on this. Very much Mel G on Magic. Back with you. We are very much coming from the uh, the Gielgud Theatre in London's Shaftesbury Avenue, named, of course, after John Gielgud, one of the nation's finest actors that ever lived. Wasn't he bushy? He's one of the best. Top five, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, wasn't he? Top five. Yeah. Uh, now, Bushy, have you finished the licorice? Just about, literally, just about 20 seconds ago. Yeah. I've got jaw ache. Do you want another piece? Uh, it's moorish, but scary at the same time. <laughs> I do like it. I'm quite perturbed by that in the background there. What is that? Is that like a head? Oh, that sort of bulbous white thing. Yeah, what is that? There is a name for that. I can't remember what it is. But basically, when the lovely wig department come down, yeah. Nina and John, uh-huh. they place the wig on that white bulbous thing. Well, so you don't get Just your wig, you don't take your wig around with you, you don't carry it on your person. No. You get given it yeah. just beforehand well because they have to set it so they work on the wig uh, usually like half an hour before mm. so they style it they wash it like once every couple of weeks 
So you must you must forge quite a close personal uh, like friendship with this thing. Do you I name love, it. I love my wig. You just got the one. I lo- absolutely love my wig. No, I have three in the show. Three wigs. I do three different characters, Bushy. What? Well, I'm coming to see it tonight. I know. So I can't wait. I have to can't I have to <gasps> pick all the three different characters out. Now I wonder. There's one character that I play in company. I wonder if you'll spot her. What, you're like in the background? Yeah, I'm in the background. I'm on a tube carriage, a subway carriage, because it's in New York. Okay. And my own husband didn't realise that I was in it. Wow. It's like Where's Wally, but with Mel. Yes. Can I stand up and scream Gedroich if I see you? Mate, you... And I, and I tell you, even though I am pretty much unseen, I am giving it 110%. I'm going to stand up. I'm going to illuminate you with the light on the front of my mobile phone. Come on, man. Big time. I've named her Ida Kravitz. Love that. That's the name of the character. Yep. And that's who I'm playing in the subway carriage. Oh, I love that. It's great. It's like a game within a game. I've done a whole backstory for her. Really? I've done a whole backstory. Could be a spin-off thing on, yeah. on Broadway later yeah. on in the year. What about that? Yes, matey. Damn right. But listen, in the meantime... oh. We've got the ledger of ledge. We do. Always, always a ledge. Which is, uh, if you've only just joined us and don't know what the ledger of ledge is, it's a real book where we name every week an object, a person, a thing, a concept, whatever it is, that we think doesn't really get trumpeted about enough. And just because we're backstage at a theatre doesn't mean that the ledger can't follow us here. The ledger is portable. It is. It is. It's a book at the end of the day. It's everywhere. Yeah, it is. It's every book. Uh, Now, I'd like to put in the ledger of ledge, and I have one on my knee... One of these little badgers. What are they? This is the friend of every actor. They're called Jakemans, and Ooh. they are a very, very good lozenge okay. for, the, for the throat and chestal area. Okay. This particular one is licorice in flavour. Quite a strong backstage licorice eating theme that runs in the theatre world, as far as I can tell. I know, what is that? You just sit back here eating licorice until it's yeah. time to go on. Yeah. I need to get into this. It's, it's a good deal. Yeah, ma'am. Yeah. So if you wouldn't mind, Bushy. Drawing it? Could you draw a Jakeman's? Yes. Yeah? Definitely. Uh, because I've got to say, I think as a cast, we're probably putting away about 100 a day. <laughs> Quite literally. My, my nan always told me that if you eat too many lozenges, it makes you go to the toilet too regularly. Really? Yeah, just, just a word of caution. Okay. Thanks, Bushy. That's right. I'll, I'll remember that. Yeah, just tell the rest of the cast will from do. me. Yeah, we'll do. Thank you. Love the way you're holding your microphone just between the, the two front bits of your uh, dressing gown that we're wearing. Well, I was going to say cleavage. Yeah, <laughs> it's a new way of holding a microphone. Me, me, me Anne of cleavage. Uh, <laughs> now you've done. A, you've drawn a very, very good uh, Jakeman's lozenge there, which is, as I said before, the best friend of the actor, the actor's tool, uh, and that's it's beautifully drawn. You're very, very good at drawing, Bush. Thank you very much, Mel. Very strong drawer. Thank you. Uh, we must, of course, give it the Latin name. We do that every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we'll go for simple Lozengibus Jake Manianus. Wow. Jake Manianus. Have you ever tried a Jakeman? Uh, no, I never have. They're good, man. Because I've, I've tried an old timer now. Yeah. Get the Jakeman going. Sign myself yeah. up for a B12 injection. Oh, matey, listen. I'm going to be all set at the you end of this. You will be raring to go. You will be part. <laughs> you will be part and parcel of the musical theatre community. I'm, I'm virtually in, aren't I? I've got to say, lads, I've got real ruddy full respect for the musical theatre community. They are like soldiers. Were you a little bit worried when you, before you started doing this whether they yes. might be a bit kind of like 
you're not one of us. Well, I just thought I wouldn't be sort of able to, to physically do it. Yeah. You've got to sing and dance at the same time. And sometimes, you know, you've got a party that you're looking forward to. You always end up getting spot or unwell before the party, don't you? <gasps> yeah. I worried for you that it might be like that when you were doing loads of rehearsals yeah. and you get to the actual bit when you actually start doing it and then you yeah. get poorly. But you didn't. Well, you carried on. again, what do actors do? Um, we, do, we, do we touch wood? No, there's something else we do. Don't we turn around and touch the ground three times? <laughs> something like that, anyway. Uh, don't mention the Scottish play and never eat an orange uh, you, you know you're not supposed to eat an orange what, why what, what's wrong know. with an orange I don't know what the significance of that is no oh. oranges in theatres so weird I ate an orange on the way in on the train but obviously not within the walls of this theatre so I did not bring it into the theatre I didn't bring it in but I, I did have the peel in my pocket until the bin just outside the theatre that is but a sign contraband that's a sign I know it's going to be should, okay you should be um, what's it called when you're frisked Frisk. Should be frisked. What's oranges. the name of the door? Tish. Tish should be frisking people for fruit yeah. at the door. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit like trying to get into California. Tish would love to frisk Uber. She's would a big fan. Oh, She's bless her. She's a big her. fan. Uh, listen, this is ah, oh, it's so good to have you here in my second home, the Gilgood Theatre. It's lovely. Right. Has there ever been a podcast done from the main bar at the Gilgood Theatre before? Never. This is a first. In white toweling. In white toweling. Never. Never done before. That's so good, Bushy. Come on, pop me up, man. Uh, Bush, as Mel is in a musical, if you could be a musical, who would you play and what musical would it be? Oh, Bushy. Oh, my Lord. What would I, what would I do? Who would I play? I don't know anything about musicals. I'm seeing you as Jean Valjean in Les Mis. You reckon? What's he do? What's his job in it? Tortured. Oh. Um, really, almost a Christ-like Tortures in like properly tortured or just a bit like troubled. He worked in the galleys in he was imprisoned for many, many years oh. for stealing a loaf of bread. That's outrageous. He escapes and his nemesis, Javert, is basically on the hunt for him through Paris. Right. Through a revolution clad Paris. And that wasn't a good time to be knocking around, was it? No. Mate, it's it's an absolute corker of a part. Yeah. Yeah, you, do, do you fancy that? Yeah, yeah, a bit of singing. Does he do lots of singing lots in it and stuff? Lots of singing. I quite lots like, because you've got jiu-jitsu in your, in your yeah. play. I'd like to do something where I do a bit of, like, martial something arts. a bit physical. How about Cracticus Potts in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? That sounds good. Then you get to fly in the car. Oh, if I get to fly in the car, then I'm in. That's Ray again. That's Ray. Ray is always uh, following us, banging at something or other. I think he's dismantling the place. I think he is. Hello there, it's Mel G here on Magic. You join me good self and Bush in the Gilgood Theatre. We're in the auditorium, Bush. We are. We're in the, are we in the royal box. Now, listen, I've never sat in a royal box before. I'm enjoying it. it, it it's a bit cramped, isn't it? It's a lot closer than I thought it would be. You've only got your leg room, that's kind of it. Yeah, and also, if you imagine, if you're Prince Harry or Prince William... Quite, imagine. Quite long-legged. Yeah. Do you think their legs would actually fit in this box? I, I don't, don't know if know. they would. But the real sweet note, and you've just shown us this just before we've we've kind of started this bit, you've shown us the toilet out the back that you oh. get to use if you're a royal. Amazing. Tell us about that. It's like a, I would say it's like a plush. Yeah, like a throne. Ca- it's a throne. It's a throne. I like to imagine the Countess of Wessex <laughs> as I sit on that loo. I don't know why she comes into my mind, yeah. but if I ever partake of that loo, I like to think of her just having a little comfort break. Maybe reading a reading magazine. Maybe one of the yeah. Grazias you've stolen from our office that I yeah. saw in the dressing room earlier on. Oh, did you see? There's a pile of them. I've got five. <laughs> five Grazias. <laughs> Am I allowed to take them? Well, how much else stuff have you had from our office? What There's a lot you, of cutlery in there as well. Have you, have you, have you 
few bits and bobs. Anything else you hope yourself to to give to the cast of uh, Company here? <laughs> I love the way we're still in the toweling dressing gowns. Loving it. In the Royal Box. I don't think I'm going to take it off. I'm going to wear this for the rest of the day now. But isn't it weird, sitting in the Royal Box, as we are at the Gilgood Theatre, you feel like you're as much on show as somebody on the stage. It's quite weird. Although you feel kind of like you can look down on people and have a pro- I'd be yes. nosing at the audience a fair yeah, bit yeah, as well, yeah, I think, yeah. to be honest with you. Yeah. What a beautiful theatre, by the way, oh, this it's is. it's lovely, isn't it? Very ornately carved. It's, it's intimate, my darling. Yes. One feels very much in touch with the audience. A lot of cherubs and stuff like that. And can yeah. you see the whites of people's eyes when you're on stage? Or you uh, the front two rows um, are the day tickets. So they're the tickets that are sold for a bit cheaper than the rest. That's Ray, by the way, with a the drill. There he is. Um, the day ticket seats, front two rows, and um, you get the real Uber fans. Oh, really? Okay. Because they queue up every morning to get those seats, and you get a lot of repeat people coming back. Oh, so you see the same person? Yeah. Really? There's one, the very nice girl, uh, I've seen about 11 times. <laughs> who wow. likes to eyeball me quite, uh, quite intensely. It's good to know that she's there for you. Good to know she's there. Actually, it's good to know exactly where she is during a given time. Anyway, <laughs> probably. Um, but uh, I'll just... Ray, how's it going down there? Is it all right? Is it all right? Yeah. What are you working on, Ray? Uh, just a little bit of the box weekly check. Yeah, weekly check. He's got head torch on. Yeah, he's a good Ray's very, got head torch. He's a very good lad. He's a very good lad. Now, listen, we need some more music, I think. This is all very well being here in the Royal Box at the Gilgood Theatre, but uh, let's have a little bit of ABBA, and then, uh, Bushy, we might have to get down into the auditorium. What do you reckon? Let's do it. Lovely. I've got a Jakeman's on the go. Sorry. That's a vocal uh, throat lozenge. You love them, don't you? I'm obsessed with the Jakeman's. You're eating them like, to quote my nan, they're going out of fashion. Yes, exactly. They do keep the um, chest cavity... Quite cathedral-like. Yes, ticking over. Yeah, good for good for all broadcasters, Bushy. Speaking of cathedral-like, what an amazing location we've now moved to, oh. Mel. Sat on, what row are we on? I think we're on M, in the stalls, uh, looking out onto the set of company. And um, you can see where the band go, which is actually, they're sort of strung above the uh, the action. I quite like that with the gauze. Yeah, it's really cool. A bit more like the gauze in my socks a bit earlier on. <laughs> It's very similar to your sock. But when you come and see him, because I'm coming to see the show tonight, well, like, when you, can you actually see those guys, or well, are they like pro- properly hidden? They're slightly ghostly figures, actually. You'll see them. You'll see bits and bobs. The lighting is quite, uh, quite moody. Uh, do they get a bow at the end, a bit like the band Hell doing Strictly yeah. Come Dancing? Hell yeah. Oh, wicked. And Joel, our amazing musical director, will be, you'll see him right smack bang in the middle there. He stands on his little plinth, and um, they are a cracking band. Yeah. They're amazing. There's quite a few of them. There's quite a few <coughs> yeah, uh, instruments loads. up there. Yeah, there's loads. And, oh, Mike, the drummer, he's not allowed to go up there. He's down in the pit. Where? He's on his own underneath the stage. Oh, poor Mike. Because there's not enough room for him up there. So he's, he literally goes into a little room with earphones yeah. on and drums. Yeah, in a Perspex box, and he speaks to nobody and, and nothing. Although he did win the Euro Ball. We have a theatre Euro Ball. Oh, right. Every Saturday, so we'll have one tonight. Oh, right. We all put a quid in, and then you can choose some numbers. Yeah. And Mike the drummer won it last week. He may not get any natural daylight or speak to any humans, <laughs> but he got, he's got a tenner, 15 he, no, quid. No, 53 quid. Quite he's flush, isn't he? Yeah. I'd get to know him based on that, because he's obviously a bit minted. <laughs> He's really lovely. And you just mentioned earlier on, Mel, the weird thing is, and I don't really thought about this, you don't ever get to see the show. That's Ray, by the way. It's Ray again. Ray is doing some essential maintenance work. I saw the top of Ray's bottom when he bent over earlier on. Uh, Did you? Yeah. 
slight crack. A little bit of crack. A little bit. Uh, I don't know if I can make eye contact with him anymore, but not a problem. He's wearing a head torch. <laughs> Maybe he does that on purpose. <laughs> oh, no, it is, it's really weird. I will never get to see the show unless, obviously, I get the sack and they put in a professional in my place. You can queue at the front for the day tickets. Yes. I- <laughs> Mel's been in 11 days straight. <laughs> can you imagine... <laughs> No, I can literally see that happening. They'll get somebody sort of, you know, pretty talented, like, I don't know, Claire Sweeney or... Um, get the swings you know, in. Yeah, or Jill Halfpenny, who yep. can sing and dance properly. Uh, anyway, but for the moment, I'm in the show, and it's really, really good fun. Melgeon Magic with the Mighty Bush, uh, coming to you directly in a sort of OB form. We're doing an OB, aren't we, Bush? Doing an outside broadcast. We've never done an OB, have we? No, and I like it. I don't know about you, I like it. I like being on the road with you, Bush. I like being on the road with you. We could do some kind of a tour. I think we need to get shiny um, bomber jackets. Yes. And baseball caps. Uh-huh. And do a sort of, you know, hit the road. Do you know what I'd love to do is uh, some form of a special on the canalways of Great Britain. Oh, that would be so good. We go in a narrow boat. Is that what they're called? A narrow yeah. boat? And go, go up a canal. Three-legged. Yeah. There has to be some kind of extra. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, something to take it to the next level. Isn't it? I'd love that. so nice, wouldn't it? Imagine that, waking up. Do I have to... Is there electricity in those narrow boats? Or have I got a cycle when you want to dry your hair or something (laughs) like that? Is that how it works? No, they're quite... We went on one um, in Wales um, one Easter time. It was the time of the Royal Wedding, Kate and William's Royal Wedding. Oh, right, yeah. And we had a TV and we watched the Royal Wedding, little black and white telly, on the boat. Oh, my God, that'd be so good. It'd be amazing. We could go sort of to Birmingham. Yes. Could yeah. be to the canal, the canalways. Would you be good on locks? Are you good with locks? Very strong. On really? Yeah, quite bossy. <laughs> I think I need, would need direction, so I think that would be that'd be a good relationship, working relationship. Would you be on the tiller? Uh, that's a bit personal. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'd have a go. Yeah. Yeah, is that the control in it? Yeah. Oh. Steering. Do you go? On, do, you, do you? Is it like roads? Do you go on the? Oh my god, what side do you drive on? I can't remember. Do you know what though? And this is the absolute truth, and I don't want to speak for all of them because that would be generalising. Mm-hmm. We met a lot of very grumpy people on the canals. Oh, really? They were really grumpy. Was it grumpy in a, we're, we're seven-day-a-week canals and you lot are just that's weekenders? Exactly, that's exactly what it was. Is that what it was? Yeah. They literally didn't want to want to interact with us. You think they'd be wanting to get people involved, like dropping your brochures and stuff? Because we had obvious higher canal boats. Oh, right, yeah. And they were on, you know, like the real deal. I thought that was a bit much. Yeah. I sort of thought, come on, lads, it's, you know, it's a, it's a canal, it's a byway for everybody. Yeah, let's keep it going, let's, let's be inclusive about it. Exactly. Oh, shame on them. I know. Oh. I think a lot of theatrical people like to go on the canals. Oh, do they? Mm. I consider myself now a theatrical person, having had my induction at the Gielgud. Mate, so. you're, you are part and parcel of this now. I've had some licorice, I'm in. You're going to be in tonight, mate. Have you ordered your interval drink? No, how do I? Can you talk me through this? Because I'm, I'm very. This is the, obviously, the play I'm very excited about, but I'm also very excited about getting a drink at half time. All right, my love, listen, we'll have a bit of music and then we will discuss how you order your interval drink. It's very, it's very simple, actually. Bush doesn't realise this. All you do is you actually order it, but we'll make it sound as if it's, you know, important. Yeah, we'll do that after this, Bush. Now, listen, we were talking earlier about the ordering of interval drinks, which is a key part of the sort of protocol of coming to the theatre. What do you fancy, Bush? I'll just go for, like, do you do it like a pint? Have you got yeah. anything on draft? Uh, now, no, there's You've got no... got bottles. It's all bottles here, I'm afraid. Oh, Camden Hells, please, Mel. Yeah, do you like that? Yeah. You don't want a little mini bottle of Champs? 
Uh, no, I'll just stick Come to my beer. Come on, mini bottle of champs with a straw. I shouldn't, that, I shouldn't really. That's living. Really? Yeah. Okay, yeah, well, that sounds great. And if you drink it through a straw, it makes it more potent, apparently. I think I've done that at a bus stop at one point with cider, <laughs> and it does work. It really does. It really and does also work. you get your lovely sort of your plastic Ooh. champagne flute or indeed uh, your plastic half pint glass, whatever it is you want. Now, the exciting thing about ordering an interval drink is, Bush, mm-hmm. and I know you're going to love this. Yep. You'll come to the stalls bar in the interval. There'll be the drinks for yep. you and your good lady fiance, Katie. Yep. And your name will be placed on a piece of paper wow. saying Andy Bush. That is amazing. Do you want some snacks? Yes, please. That would be great. That's uh, a question. What yeah, if some no. chancer has their eye on my peroni and tries to have that? Well, that's the thing. Do you have thing. to show ID to get your drinks? That's the thing. That's always worried me. But I think the theatre community is so caring and sharing yeah. that that would never, ever happen. I'm getting that sense that everyone's a good egg. Oh, at the Gilgood, good, it's feel good. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you do uh, food ploughmans? Can I order a ploughman's? Uh, no food here, my darling. Okay. There's some very overpriced nuts. Okay. And um, some sort of slightly... Oh, that's Ray that's again. Ray. Ray is literally following us. What's he doing now? I don't know what he's doing. Uh, there were some flickering lights on stage last night, so hopefully he's rectifying those. Um, listen, it's Mel G on Magic here. I hope you're having a great Saturday afternoon. Bush and I are in white toweling dressing gowns, moseying around the Gilgood Theatre. It's wonderful. <laughs> Love the pod. Love the ruddy pod. Pod it right up. I'm always up for that. Again, just cleavaging, cleavaging up the, the mic bo- there. The bosoms. There we go. Uh, Bush, how often do you change your bed sheets? Ooh. Be really honest. Now, we had a good chat about what was yeah. the, the under bit of a... Bit of a, a topper, a mattress topper. topper. Oh, by the way, got rid of it. Did you? It smelled. What, the new one? Yeah. How? So, it came in a sort of polyurethane bag... Mm-hmm. And it was all dolled up, you know, it was all trussed up. Like a million dollars. Exactly. And it stank. In a kind of like oldie stink, really. And I asked around a bit, I said to a few friends who I know have got them, does your mattress topper smell? And they were like, yeah, it's grim. So we got but they thought it was a coded question. Got, <laughs> got rid, mate. You've just been the whole thing? Upcycled it, free-cycled it. Wow, because you were rolling around and saying this is lovely, it's like sleeping on air. It's really bizarre. It's the most comfortable thing I've ever slept on, but it did give me a headache because of the smell. That's not good, is it? No one wants to sleep with a chemical smell in the background. No. And I just thought, shall I spray it? Shall I Febreze it? Shall I put it out in the garden? I don't think anything would have got rid of that chemical mattress topper smell. Oh, where do we go from here? Because I've, I've told many people that you're a big fan of a mattress topper. Is this Sheep your love skin. of him? Whoa. Sheep skin. No. A king-size sheepskin. What is this, Game of Thrones in Ealing? (laughs) Crazy. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you did enjoy it, and we do hope you did, then why don't you subscribe on iTunes or wherever it is you get your podcasts from. Uh, You can hear more fun like that every Saturday lunchtime from One on Magic. I said fun a bit ironically. I did mean it really. The Mel Gedroyd Show. The Mel Gedroyd Podcast.